whistle blows and the puck goes down the ice. The goalie jumps and the players bump and the fans all go insane. Someone roars. You know, it's our favorite hour of the day, year-round. The games are so great that this is even more fun. This will be over before it starts. But hopefully in the meantime, we'll dissect a lot of stuff around the league, but specifically with the Golden Knights and the Wild. Brian Blessing and Stevie Slapshot. And it makes sense if they're playing the Wild. I mean, it makes sense for us any day to get hold of Pat Micheletti. And I will even go as far now. I'm going to fall on the sword here. He's my favorite Micheletti, too. He's always been. And just in case Joe's out driving around in Vegas, sorry, Joe. And Stevie's the one always kissing up the pad. I'm, I'm going to jump into. All right, so we're going to get to Pat here in just a second. First thoughts, our thoughts we've had around here for a long time. You had the big game against Colorado. Tilted the ice, lots of chances, no goals. Same thing, you could kind of see it yesterday forming itself early on. Go Okay, after 20 minutes, you're like, are these guys thinking about it a little bit? And then Minnesota gets their legs. And Minnesota's got the 10 bell chances. Flurry literally had the best seat in the house watching the first 20 minutes. And then he was called on to make unbelievable save after unbelievable save. Hartman, I think, is out for game two from exhaustion because he didn't sleep last night. Right? I mean, nightmares. But a friendly suggestion to the opposition. You get yelled at for this. Why are you shooting at the glove all the time? Stop it! <laughs> it was like, go five hole, blocker side, do something different. Flurry, he did not deserve to lose that game. He played his lungs out. And you know what? Talbot was so solid and quietly good. He made the big save, a handful of big. Flurry made all the big saves. But Talbot, Stevie, he was Velcro. Did you did you see re, any rebounds for Vegas to get after? Not a lot. No, not Ta- a lot. you know Talbot kind of. Oh, I wanted to ask you a question. Sure. There was a I forget if it was a power player or five on five, uh, where a Minnesota guy I I think it was Susie but I'm not sure went down and and blocks the shot but then now he's down on the ice and the puck is loose in front of him and he grabbed it with his mitt and shoved it under his body. Is no, that no bueno? No, because in the in the Islanders game, did you see did you see what I saw? Do you remember that play? I I honestly don't. Okay. to be honest with you, but well, there, I believe it didn't seem like that should I, be. I believe illegal. it was in the. Or maybe I, I, I believe it. it was Cole that did it uh, in the one game. He, he the puck was underneath him, and they're they're like skewering him. They're right. like shish kebab. Knights were doing that to this guy, and he's lying there, but he put his hands up. Right, so the, he gave the ref no recourse that he put his hand on the puck. No, you can't do that. Okay, so... But they let them play. Anybody wants to whine about the ref, stop. All right, I'm, I'm Tuck, just... Tuck got clipped with the stick. Yes, you're supposed to control your stick. You know what? 
that game, let the players decide that game. I don't want to hear that. You know, and by the way, after what happened to them against San Jose, do you want refs jumping in and, and doing something goofy? So, but I, I thought let them play and a lot of passion, a lot of intrigue in terms of how the matchups are going to go. But don't kid yourself. The back third of that game, Minnesota was the had tons I think that, of chances, man. I, no, I think I think the back two thirds for me. I, the the first period was all nights, and 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 you got to. Okay, we've said this. You've got to get the puck. We've seen it before. When you've got that many chances, you've got to score two or three in that period. And and then, but 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 the the thing is, Stevie, and we'll get the pad here. But Minnesota. I saw the I saw the the stats somewhere. What the the shots? Don't talk to me about shots. I I could care less. I thought the Knights were at the net, though. I thought the thing. But the but the high quality chances were like twelve ten in the game. You know okay. what I mean? Shots are... Oh, for the game, For the yes. game. The day, high danger chances, the game's a coin flip. Well, that's because Minnesota came out, again, because you didn't score in the first and gave Minnesota something to think about. They come out in the second and third, shut down the neutral zone, get on their forecheck, and play defense like Tasmanian Devils. They just calmed down in their own end. They were chasing the play a lot. They come, Their breakouts were a lot better, and, and then it, there was a lot of flow to the game then. And it... it Pat Micheletti joins us. Patrick, I've seen not a million of them, but I'm telling you some of the greatest games you will ever see are scoreless games. And when the goalies are spectacular, I was saying on Sportsbook Radio, I'll never forget the the one game. uh, It was the Sabres and the Devils. It was Brodeur and Hasek. Nothing, nothing. Yeah, Hasek stopped like 78 shots, four four overtimes, and Dave Hannon, of all people, scores. But you're sitting there going like the game can end at any second, and you're literally on the edge of your seat, and you, you know what? And you're rooting for the goaltenders. 100%. And what a performance by both guys. Uh, you know, and you knew it was going to come off a, you know, a, a weird play or – something like that to, to end the game. And, you know, uh, Vegas did the job. They win the, they win the drop. Petrangelo loses control of the puck. And, you know, two seconds later, it's in the back of your net. Um, and, you know, that, that's, uh, that's the way it happens. And, uh, but no, it, it, it was a great game and, you know, a um, lot to unpack here, but, you know, I, 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 I agree um, you know, with Stevie in the, in the sense that Minnesota from the second period on um, played a little bit better. And, and I, you know, you, you mentioned my brother, Joe, I think he brought up a great point during the game yesterday. As soon as Minnesota was able to activate their defense, um, you saw Spurgeon, you saw Brodeen uh, jump up in the play that gave him a fourth man. That's when they got their four check going and that's when things started to happen a little bit more in the in the, in the game. But but you know that first period, um, try as you like Minnesota, Vegas was all over them, and uh, and that's where Talbot came up just uh, huge. Oh, Minnesota. Minnesota, the first one they couldn't win a draw. They they were running around. Right. But but that's one of those things. You know, but when you you're on the road, Vegas you survive. I mean that that was that was that was because of Vegas and how yes, of course you know, how um, hot they came out of the gate. 
And that's right. That we always say, you know, what guys do wrong. You know, the other teams have something to say about that. Yeah, uh, right. But the funny thing, I, got, I wanted to ask you this. It's, it's kind of an off-the-wall thing. I'm a, I'm a real goofball. And the one thing I'm, I'm really good at, because I've experienced this calamity so many times over the years, like yes, I have, I, I know I know when it go I mean I honestly like like I'll sit there and watch the game with my wife or something and I go it's going in and you just know it like Rust in the Islanders game he's coming in and he's you know through the neutral zone and they're about to go on a line change and he's gonna dump it in and he does this lazy wrist flip thing and just get it deep and he he just shot it right to the defenseman and. I and this, I knew it, and I said, "This is a goal." And the bam, here they come the other way, and the Islanders score in transition. I'm telling you, the second Petrangelo fanned on that, or I believe Felino got a stick on it. I'm like, because he had time, is off the glass and out. Don't be thinking, get it out. Right. As soon right. as Minnesota got it, I'm like, this is in. And my question is, do the players? Sense that on both sides when when a team should have gotten it out, you know, and it's like a, a really bad turnover. Does the team that turned yeah. it over do the five guys on the ice need a diaper, and do the the guys that get the turnover they smell blood? I mean, I mean, I always sense it, but do the players is that sense of panic on the team that turned it over? Is it does it exist? And is there no doubt? Let's kick the door down. They just gave us one for the team that gets the turnover. Yep. Simple answer is yes. And why? Because the National Hockey League is so good, and the players are so good. Now, you know, to your point on that, um, sometimes you need a little luck where it doesn't go in. And Minnesota got awfully lucky, uh, if you recall the the Dumbo turnover, which turned into a two on one, and Brodeen makes a. A terrific play, but you know, I mean, there, 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 there's plays like that that you just, oh my gosh, you're thinking, well, that's a goal, and uh, and and you get lucky, and you need that luck, and you know, and, and Minnesota had that for them yesterday. There, there's no question about it, because you know, it could have been two, three, nothing after the first period. It could have been three, nothing, Hartman. By by the way, I mean, I said before the series, I said people are going to grow to hate this guy because he's a weasel and. I'd want him on my team in five minutes. He's just—he's one of those guys. He's built for the playoffs, but it wasn't even the Weasley stuff. He—he he just was everywhere, and and for whatever reason, he found open space. The puck found him. He had so many chances. Hartman played a hell of a game yesterday. Well, let me tell you something about Hartman. He was when when he signed here, he didn't have really a team to go to. Um, he was let go by Nashville. And um, and he was a free agent and sitting there at the end of the summer and and Paul Fitton had given him a, a you know a, a very uh, team friendly contract and you know he comes to Minnesota and Bruce Boudreau puts him on the fourth line and says you know you're our checking line you're going to check that's all and so when this season uh, came around um, Dean Everson says all right you know we're we're kind of hurting up the middle we're going to try you there well all of a sudden. You know, he showed what he can do on the offensive side of the game. Um, and he was one of those guys where you tell him what to do and he will do it. Now, that's whether it's check, whether it's fight, whether it's kill a penalty, whether it's provide offense, he has done that. You know, he's not your greatest player in the world, 
But, man, has he been valuable for this team. Well, when you get opportunities, you get to kick him down. Honestly, think about what Stevenson's role was with Washington and what it is now with yep. Vegas. Yep. You know, it, it, it's all about believing in a, in, in, a, in, a, in a player. You know, you can get labeled uh, a certain way, and you can get stuck there. You know, you are just a checking forward and nothing more. Um, but, you know, when, when given that opportunity and you know you have more – um, you know, to give, well, you know, we, we see um, what has happened, and, and Hartman's had a really, really good year. You know, Hartman was – this reminds me of the Hartman I saw in Chicago, and, and, and I wonder yeah. why, why the Blackhawks ever let him go, and then, and then he does get let go, and then he's not the same guy because I don't think he fit in with the other teams, and now he's found a spot on Minnesota. Right, and let's not forget, this guy was uh, taken 13th overall in his draft year, and so – um, you don't get drafted uh, because you're a, a third-line checker. And so um, I think um, he'd always had some offensive potential, and it just never really, um, you know, got out there until he got here. Yes, in Chicago a little bit, but still he's behind Kane and Taves and, you know, that sort of thing. But, um, but no, he, he's, been, uh, he's been terrific. Minnesota mission accomplished. We, we know the saying – you know, you start on the road, get the split. Now they're playing yep. with house money. Yep. Minnesota's been a house of horrors for Vegas, so they got a lot to unpack and a lot to overcome here. The one thing I would say that Minnesota's just got to be salivating over is they find a way to win this game in a game where, for the most part, I mean, he played a good game, and he, you saw him, and he played his game. But Minnesota gets a win, and the kid did nothing. No, I mean he played hard. Um, you know he had an opportunity, and he was stoned on a on a great save by uh, by Flurry. Um, <laughs> but notice, block shots, back checked. Um, you know, I mean, I, I thought he played a really good game, kept him off the uh, off the board, which Vegas uh, needed to do and did. But, uh, but, you know, he contributed, uh, you know, other areas. You know, that breakaway that Hartman had uh, was all started by Kaprizov in his own end, getting the puck out of the zone up to Zuccarello, and Zuccarello made the, the, nice, the nice play. But, you know, I mean, we're seeing it, guys, I, I, with both teams, right? Um, guys selling out. Uh, you know, it, it, was, it was just such a good game uh, to watch yesterday. And, and quite frankly, you know, this is going to be a long one. I, no one's going to win yeah. this in four games. Um, you know, there, there's no way. Um, you know, but, what, you know it, it, and, and, and quite frankly, I, I really thought yesterday's game was important for Vegas um, just to get it um, out of its head that it can beat Minnesota and and, and really set, set the tempo of the series. And that didn't happen. So uh, I'll be curious to see how they come out tomorrow night. Well... Yeah, there's the Minnesota thing, but on top of the Minnesota thing, Pat, is their pension in their last nine playoff games to not score. And right, you know, here's the thing. I'll draw the goofball analogy. And in terms of what adjustments does DeBoer make, if I was going to, if I had anything to say about this, I think Theodore's got to start lugging the mail and, and, and get this guy really activating and Theodore to enhance and help them produce goals. That would be one. But 
you're sitting there with Flurry or Leonard, but okay, Flurry playing at that level. You know, the one thing when you're offensively squeezing the stick, I, the analogy is a football game in the NFL. You go on a road. If your defense holds the home team to 17, you should win that game. That's kind of like yeah. a normal mindset. And I'm telling right. you, you know, I watched this firsthand for many years, and I know I always go back to it, but believe me, what works, what doesn't work. I watched the Sabres team go to the finals, you know, with Michael Pekka, Jeff Sanderson, Brian Holzinger, guys like, guys that, you know, they weren't like 20 goal scorers. It was just a group of guys that skated fast. No great goal scorers. But they, but they went for it, and they played yep. this aggressive, crazy offensive games. And the defense had to activate and pinch, and they'd give up three or four or five or six, or some nights seven breakaways or odd man rushes the other way because they had to do that to generate the offense they needed. Because they're saying to themselves, 39's going to stop it." I'm not worried about yeah. He'll stop them. We have to find a way to generate goals. And I think Vegas well, maybe should be having that kind of mindset that our goalie's going to stop it. we got to get offense. Yeah, and, you know, a couple things here. Um, Minnesota was really, really disciplined in their own end yesterday. And the one they, they had, I, you know, I can count, you know, well, other than the Dumba turnover, which created the two-on-one in the offensive zone, um, they had an opportunity, uh, and, and I think, I don't know if it was Stone who would have had the tap in or whoever, it doesn't matter, but Ian Cole made a great play, and that's the play you were talking about. Did he cover the puck with his hand? Right. Uh, I mean, that was, just, that was just a beautiful play. Other than that, there weren't a lot of, you know, um, tight in chances, uh, you know, because either Talbot would make a save and Minnesota would have three or four guys there to clear it out. Um, but but I but I think you're right. And and one thing is that when you're not scoring, sometimes you have the tendency to try too hard. I know it sounds stupid, but you know to try too hard to score. And and I, what I think and I and I think you're right by activating the key. They got to get Minnesota running around a little bit and um, and get them out of their comfort zone because if not, you know Minnesota can defend as well as anybody in the league. And uh, so you, you gotta you gotta change things up a little bit and and, uh, and get them out of that so-called comfort zone. Pat, I've said this before. I'll, I'll say it again. It, it's about greasy, dirty areas. The Knights settle for shots from the outside. That's not making Minnesota work. You on the power play, you've got to run guys through the middle, so, so you occupy defensemen, so you give the goalie something to look at. Five on five, you've got to got got to have a guy down there in front of the goalie. I, again, occupying a defenseman, taking away the goalie's eyes, redirecting shots. The, the Knights, for whatever reason, don't want to do that. They settle for these outside shots too often. Yeah, well, there, there, were, there were times during that game, you know, you saw Alex stuck behind the net. You saw Stone behind the net. You saw, you know, Nosek, uh, you know, uh, Kosalar, uh, you know, all these guys, you know. But, but you're right. You know, you're right. They're, they're, they're playing around with it behind the net, gaining control of the puck, but then having to throw it either back to the point or to the sideboards and, and not, you know, the ability to get out there, either, either it was negated or there wasn't a player there to get there. And, uh, you know, I, I, listen, they're going to watch film. They're going to talk about it. And, uh, you know, I, I think, um, I think we'll see something different from, 
from Vegas tomorrow night. It's a game, but I mean, that's yep. a big one, though. I mean, mission accomplished for Minnesota, and maybe even bigger for them in that they've really semi-terrorized Vegas at home. And when you say, you know, does is Minnesota believe they're in Vegas's head? Not only is Minnesota in their head, but then when they get up there, there's that building that seems to kind of be a house of horrors for Vegas, too. Yeah, don't, they've only won once up here, and, and uh, you know, now there'll be some fans in, which is great. Uh, not the 9,000 that were that, that were in T-Mobile yesterday. But, um, yeah, you know, and, and, and Minnesota's played uh, awfully well at home. So, um, you know, tomorrow night's a, it, it's, a, it's a crucial game. There's, there's no question about it. And, um, you know, uh, listen, Let's not kid ourselves here either. Um, Cam Talbot was great, and and he's going to have to be great in this whole series if Minnesota is going to win. Because, you know, you look on paper, and yeah, on paper, Vegas is the better team. They have more talent. They're deeper. And um, and, and quite frankly, um, you know, they, they probably are the better team. You know, that doesn't matter sometimes, but um, – you know, you need that, that. That's where you need a strong goaltender, and and, uh, and Talbot was great last night. I need you to have my back. I mean, if you disagree, disagree. Yeah. But I, I think I've asked you this before, and I think you've agreed with me. We had a debate last week. Not Stevie and our buddy Ken Bulky was in here. A lot of really good teams, Pat, are going to be on the golf course here in a week's time. You know, in yeah. in, in eight nine days, and. I just I've seen a lot of really good teams go home early. Tampa Bay, you know, gets swept by Columbus in a year they set records, and that was the impetus for them to win the cup last year. I, there's just some the first round when everybody starts over, and some of the teams that were at the bottom of the barrel but played playoff hockey to get in are dangerous. For the most part, everybody's as healthy as they're going to be. There's just something yep. about the first round to me. And I know they always say, oh, the fourth game in a series, the hardest one to win. Nah, hockey cliche. The two-goal lead. Uh, right. hockey right. cliche. I really believe right. the first series, the first round, and, and if you're good enough to win the cup, believe me, you may be good enough to win a cup and lose in the first round, it, but it's when you get out of the first round, then the run comes because the sense of belief kicks in. But the first round, man, look at the, look at the quality of these first four. Three games go to overtime in a row, and the best game of the lot – didn't go to overtime, but, you know, a uh, point scores an incredible goal with a minute to go. I mean, these games are unbelievable. Uh, 100%. And the energy level, um, and, and, and you're right, you know, the, the, the last place team playing the first place team, whatever, uh, you know, you, you, you have an opportunity and, uh, and everyone's feeling it. The, and I, I think the first round is, is probably the most exciting round that we see. Um, yes, the, the final is great, but um, that can be anti, you know, um, uh, dramatic to a certain degree too. Um, you know, if, if a team gets a two nothing lead in the series, blah blah blah. But um, yeah, this first round is is just it, it's incredible, and every game, um, and and everyone's healthy, like you say, and and it it you know there's there's nothing like it in sport. Hey, Pat, you, you mentioned. Uh, Last a minute ago, maybe man for man, that 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 Vegas is you know has more more talent. Yeah. I guess more talent. But you guys, Minnesota has a lot of guys I, I like. You got guys like Dumba 
and and uh, Greenway and um, and Hartman yesterday, and they're all stirring the pot all the time. And the leader, the guy with the biggest stir, is is uh, Erickson Eck. I I, I, yeah. and I know the Vegas fans hate this guy. I'm telling you right now, if he ever ends up on Vegas, they will love him. He does all those things you need to win games, and it doesn't surprise me at all that he's the guy that scores the winning goal yesterday. He's, he's, he seems to always find the right spot, Pat. Well, I tell you what, he's come a long way. Um, at, you know, he had eight goals a year ago. He got his 20th last night. And he gets under the skin of every player in the league because, you know what, he, he, will, he will say a few words, and then he'll stare at you. And um, the other player will try to engage him and he'll stare at you and not do anything. And that is so frustrating for guys. And, uh, you know, he, he does a great job of it. And you know what? Dean Everson just, you know, chided or tried, begged him to become more offensive this year and, and let him loose a little bit because he's so good in his own end. Um, and, you know, the offense is coming out and, he, and he's been great. You know, I, I I forget who I think it was. Hag, he he found he found himself in front of the Vegas goal, sitting on Hag, and said, "Okay, I'm just going to stay here because because he right, knew and not say a word. Yeah, because right. he knew it would get the other Vegas guys all in his turn. He just sat on him for a while. Right. Yeah. And you know, he'll take a punch and he'll you know he'll just you know he'll just stare and okay, whatever. And it you know it is. Um, I tell you what, if I was playing against them, I'd be in jail because I, <laughs> I, I, I don't think I could handle it. You right. know, I'd flash him, I'd cross, you know, whatever. And uh, but, uh, but no, he uh, he's been really good. Got good size. That whole line. Um, you know, I, I I don't think Greenway played a good game yesterday, uh, but he made the you know made the play in the winning goal. Um, you know, I don't think Dumba played a very good game yesterday. Turned the puck over too much, but. You know, you're not going to sit and nitpick when you get a one nothing win. All right, indulge me. Yep. All right. So, with nine minutes to go in the third period of the Islanders-Penguins game, I send a tweet out. Curious minds want to know. If the Islanders and Penguins decide to play five OTs, where will VGK VGK game be? Or will the <laughs> OT game get shot into the ozone layer? The NHL comes through again. I got to find out what happened in Minnesota. But literally, uh, you know, it goes to overtime. Golden Knights game's about to start. The local NBC affiliate... They come up to a split screen while they're skating in overtime. Live, sudden death overtime. They're skating back and forth, chances. And Liam McHugh comes on and says, uh, in the Vegas and Minnesota markets, secondary coverage will be available on CNBC. So they go to right. commercial and on the main NBC station. Okay, you know, they are happening to be playing in overtime, fellas. So I go to CNBC. And they're in a commercial break. And then the commercial break ends, and the Golden Knights-Minnesota game is on both channels. Congratulations, <laughs> NHL. You're a box of rocks. You can't help yourself. You always find ways to make it a garage league. What the hell are you doing? People watch that game for three hours, 
and it gets knocked into the ozone layer. And I knew it was going to happen, Pat. How do they keep doing this? I I don't know. You know, and maybe that's why they are changing networks. Who knows? Um, But, yeah, I I had it on one, switched it to the other, and then my producer came back in because I was at the station. He said, oh, no, no, switch it back. So then I switch it back, and, um, you know, in in commercial, I'm like, what is going on here? And, uh, you know, then finally it came on. But, yeah, it was... It was, it was, um, you know, it, that's, you know, I guess we should be grateful that we get the games um, and as many as we do. Hey, Pat, so just to kind of wrap it up here, we're, we're talking to the Vegas fans, so I know it's kind of weird to ask you, but I think for Minnesota, just keep playing the way they played in second and third period, and, and that's their game, and, and that's, you know, that's what, you know, how they'll be good. What, what changes do, would you think – that DeBoer needs to make uh, to get the offense going for Vegas? Well, listen, uh, you know, I, I think Vegas played a, a pretty good game. Um, I, I think Brian was right in the fact that, you know, um, if, they can get their, uh, if they can get their defensemen more involved in the offensive zone, that will make Minnesota get out of position a little bit, and that might open up some lanes where um, – you know, they can be a little bit more effective, get some better looks um, because, you know, you're right. You know, Vegas had a lot of shots from the outside. Talbot's going to stop them. Minnesota's going to clear them out. But, uh, but they've got to, you know, they've got to, they've got to find a way to get better looks. And I'm talking guys like Marcia. So, you know, Carlson, those guys got to be a little bit more active. I, I think, I think they were, taken out of the game a little bit. And uh, and let's face it, with Pacioretty out of the lineup, um, you know, guys like that have to step up. Stevenson didn't have a great game yesterday. He's got to step up a little bit. And, uh, you know, that's where you're relying on guys like that, um, you know, who carried you throughout the year. Well, Stevenson's normally really good in the neutral zone. And, again, you guys took that away. So I think that's why we didn't see very well, much. Well, yeah, from later on we did. Yeah, later on. Um, you know, I, I, but, but, you know, I, I think Minnesota's defense played better in, in the second and third period, too, which had a big factor in that. Buddy, listen, I took my shot at the NHL for being knuckleheads with, you know, letting that one game, the Islanders game, the OT game, go by the boards. All right. That being said, there ain't nothing like what we're watching now. The first round, nope. the first three games go to overtime, the Florida Tampa Bay game. Mike, did you see. Geez, did you see the hit Bennett put on Coleman? I mean, he, oh my God, he got a game. He's lucky he didn't get five months. No, I know, and, and McDonough should have got one too on the hit on. Uh, uh, was it Duclair? Um, <laughs> I, I, I think it was. I mean, that was from you know that was from behind. I, you know, did you I sit? Just, are you um, in your recliner watching these games, going, "Thank God I don't play anymore"? Oh my God. There, there's no way I would have quit. Yeah, there's, <laughs> you know, no, no chance. I mean, honest to God, and uh, you know, but uh, you know, these guys are good. They it, are amazing. It's, 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 it's wonderful to watch, and um, you know, it, it, there's nothing like it. Buddy, you're the best. Uh, tell the folks uh, on the wild side of things, you're involved with their post game show. If you want to, yep. folks in Vegas, you want to get the other perspective, which is always good fun to hear. What do the other people think? Uh, tell them where they can hear you. KFAN 100.3. Uh, you can get it on your iHeart app also. So, um, yeah, it'd be great. 
It'd be wonderful. All right, man. I got a funny feeling we might talk again here soon. <laughs> I hope so. I'll be waiting for your call. All right, my All friend. All right, take care, Thanks. guys. Thanks, He's Pat. Pat Micheletti. Good stuff from the wild perspective. I, I, that was a heck of a game. It was. It was a great game. And, and you know, it's funny. Did you notice? I mean, it is what it is. Just the air out of the balloon, how the silence. You know, when the visiting team scores a goal in overtime, the silence is deafening in a building where 9,000 people just start walking out. Yeah. It's an amazing thing. It's like everybody, it's everybody kind of got punched in the gut. Yeah. I, I, including yours truly. I mean, I didn't, I didn't want to see that either. Um, so I, I don't know. But it, it, and, you know, part of it is, is the frustration, again, of that game, again, is the microcosm of last year. It, it, it's, it's continuing. Well, the hope is it's a game. Yeah. And it's a series, and there's, there's a long way to go. But that's the last thing we saw yeah. in, in a playoff series. Right. But we've seen that now nine, kind of nine, the last nine games. They need a breakout game. They need a bust-out game. And, I, you know, you win is at all costs. One and one nothing does. I don't know, man. They got they got to bust out. They got to they got to just tilt the ice and light the lamp. They've got to. I mean, if Steve, no, I, 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 I really believe it's more than just winning this game. It's like score a boatload of goals. They got they got to they got to believe. Minnesota believes. No, I know it, they do. Oh, Minnesota absolutely believes, and they, they they were never out of that game. I even after that again that first period. The Knights did tilt the ice. They just could not and, get and it don't, in And the don't net. kid yourself. The Golden Knights, they believe. They know they're good. I mean, but, you know what I mean? But it's like, it's like a thing that's tucked away in the back of your head. It's like they're saying the right things. Right. And we're gonna, but you know that, that doubt. Yes. Right? Yep. It's a scary thing. Yeah. All right. It was a great hockey game. And really can't wait for the games tonight and wait for the games tomorrow. I'll tell you, though, if you're going to watch the game, you want to eat good, and you're – I don't know how you, you eat like a wolverine. You have to have a tapeworm or something. I, you, you eat so much and you don't get big. You know? I don't know. I guess I eat around you. I don't eat. I really don't eat that much. But when well, I'm, I know. I know you do like to eat at Johnson. Oh, Sons. you betcha. And Larry Saunders, our good friend, has come up with something cool for you during the playoffs, and it's called the Hat Trick Special. You come in on game day, get twenty percent off your combo order. And Larry joins us right now. I'm assuming, my friend, you were watching that game yesterday. Everybody, there's nothing like overtime in the Stanley Cup playoffs on the edge of your seat. Nothing like it. Nothing like it. What a game. That was a heck of a game. I did watch it. I was on the edge of my seat. I think uh, I think Flurry just played lights out. We just could not put the puck in the, in the net. It was, it was a heck of a game, though. It was fun to watch. OT is always great, especially during the playoffs. I mean... You marvel at the passion in, you know, what these guys go through. I mean, at the end of the game, you got to believe there's like, in that arena, there's 40 guys in an ice tub on both sides. Yeah, yeah, there was there was quite a bit. I mean, and uh, you know, I the, I just think that we'll have that bust out game that you're talking about. Uh, I think we played. I think we played great. They played great, but I think uh, I think at the end of the day, we're a better team, and we'll and we'll prevail. And, We'll win this series and move on to the next to the next opponent. But I, I'm just happy we're having good playoff hockey, though. That's, yeah. that's fun to watch. I'm happier if we win, obviously. Uh, no consolation prize in the losing losing the game, but we got to get there. This, uh, the, the sirens are going. Somebody scored a goal over there. 
<laughs> That's not quite a goal. That's the goal that we want. <laughs> no, no, it's... You know, we have food over here, though. We do have food. People are rushing to get over here. They turn the sirens on just to make it through the traffic so they can get here first. Oh, buddy, I'll, I'll be following the sirens then. I'm on my way. You get an escort over there? Yeah. Yeah. There's there's nothing like a John Smith sub and a whole bunch of fries for me. Yeah, no, we appreciate that. So we've got a good special going on right now for uh, for the whole playoff series. We call it the Hat Trick Special, where you get our combo, which has three items: a sandwich, choice of fries or chips, and a drink. Twenty uh, percent off any combo that you'd like to have. So come on over and see us during uh, during a game day. Mention the John Smith subs Hat Trick Special. And you will get twenty percent off your combo. You never have to twist Stevie's arm. The steak bomb, strong, really strong, but the fries. Uh, honestly, Larry, the, the the guy gets like color in his face when he talks about your fries. Those those, those fries. The, the, honestly, you should tell people it's almost like a must. If you get the subs, get the subs. You'll enjoy. Get the special, but you got to get an order of fries for the car on the ride home. I mean, you got to eat fries. You eat the fries on the way home when they're piping hot. Yeah, and, and they're they're hot. They've got some great flavor to them. Uh, and, when, and when you put them in your mouth, they just you know the flavor explodes. So you'll have a fun drive home, and you'll just be thinking about fries. No work, no stress, nothing like that. Just enjoying some fries on the way home. What a better way to enjoy your drive home from work, especially. Hey, trust me when I tell you, Larry Saunders is a good stick when it comes to golf. PGA Championship this week, Larry. We want to pick your brain real quick. Kiowa Island, I think uh, along the ocean side there, I think you might want guys with a low ball flight. I think the Europeans make a little noise. I'm looking at a Tommy Fleetwood, Shane Lowry, uh, maybe even a Joaquin Neiman kind of guy. But, boy, there's a lot of subplots. This is going to be a great PGA Championship this week. Yeah, I think it's going to be really nice. It depends on the winds coming off the water. Uh, what a great location, though. I've never played there. Always wanted to. It'll be fun to watch. I mean, this could be anybody's anybody's tournament, the way these guys are playing. You know, um, I picked DJ last time for the Masters. I was way off. <laughs> and uh, so I, I don't know who to pick this time. A lot and, of Europeans, a lot of Americans. I don't know who to pick. No, it should be good. So, by the so listen now, it's the playoffs, the postseason. Hopefully this is a promo that, uh, you know, you'll be running for quite a while here and feeding the folks of Las Vegas. But literally, you go in on a Golden Knights game day and just walk up to the counter, make your order, say I want the hat trick special, and you get the combo sub, fries, chips, a drink, uh, and 20% off. So it's a screaming deal for the playoffs on a game day. If you're going to be home watching the games, you can go bananas, feed the family, enjoy the game. Yes, yes. Absolutely. Come on in. I hope that this promo goes all the way through the Stanley Cup Finals. <laughs> there you go. 9701 West Flamingo, our friends at John Smith Subs. And, you know, we appreciate you being part of the program, Larry. And hopefully people are doing a lot of good eating, watching a lot of hockey here for the next eight weeks. Thanks. I love you guys, too. Uh, Stevie, it's good to talk to you. Brian, really appreciate the uh, the time on the air with you. So, Larry, nice. no, listen, we... Listen, we appreciate you being part of the program. We love doing this year-round, talking hockey, and we thank you for being on board with that. Larry Saunders, our friend from John Smith Subs, we appreciate him jumping on board with us here. So, hey, eat him up, man. Just get in there and say the hat trick special. 
So, one, two, three. Easiest yep, one, two, three. Yep. And and if you're uh, if you like chips, you like chips. If you want to go that way, it's fine. But I'm but I'm telling you, Slapshot's telling you, grab some fries. <laughs> grab some fries, kids. <laughs> there you get them to rub some ooze on that boys. <laughs> I love that one. All right, tonight, Boston, Washington. <sighs> Man. Boston wants it badly. It was a dead even game. I thought it was a bad number on the front end. Mm-hmm. I thought Boston could beat them without Ovechkin, right? And yeah. Ovechkin played well and physical. Yikes! Boston a dollar thirty. It just seems high to me. It does to me too. I know it's Anderson between the pipes, but it seems high. I got Washington. I agree with you. Nashville, Carolina. I'm, I'm in a bit of a quandary here. I mean, I'm either on the shelf or I will go with the tried and true, play the over in a first game of a series where teams are feeling each other out a little bit and then things tighten up. Okay. But I'm more on the shelf here. But the number, I don't understand that the Carolina over Nashville is $1.70, but Colorado is, you know, three fifteen over St. Louis. I, I don't, this should almost kind of be the same kind of number to me. Yeah. I think this. I know Perron's. Perron's not worth fifty cents in a wagering line. Correct. So I like St. Louis against Colorado, but Colorado has some nicks too. It's not just Perron out for St. Louis. Colorado has some nicks too. Bennington's playing well. Um, I like St. Louis tonight. Um, I want no part of of Nashville, Carolina. Again, I I like to play dogs in the playoffs. I cannot play Nashville. I just can't do it. The one that I will tell you in that St. Louis series. This guy's going to be a minute eater, but watch him. He is, he's so good, and he flies under the Pareco. Is just, yeah. He is a horse, and you know what he's going to do? He's going to take over that Petrangelo role. Yeah, it's my team now, right? And then maybe Crew gets going, maybe. but watch Pareco in this series. I, I, I would agree with that, and and they get Schultz back uh, if I if I remember my notes correctly. So that that's a good plug in for them. Now they are going to miss Sunquist. That's a big loss for them. But I, I still like St. Louis in this game tonight. The hockey's been unbelievable. Tomorrow, is it more of the same? I mean, in terms of the goals? Are you, for, let's go to the, right, this is the elephant in the room. Yeah. Oh, it better be Flurry. I, I mean, you have to, right? It, you, I mean, he it, played so unbelievably well. Check this. If it's Leonard, I'm going to pull my hair out. See what I did there? Um, it's got to. It's, it's, it's got to be flurry. It's got to be. And, and, and I was. Uh, if, if Vegas had won the game, but I mean, but if they'd have won one nothing and Flurry had played that great, I'm sorry, you were coming back with Flurry. Yeah. But if the first game was like a three-two win, or then you keep the rotation. Uh, come on, you got to. Maybe write. I. My, my thought has been the last couple of weeks. Leonard has not looked as sharp to me the last couple of weeks of the regular season. Going into the playoffs, for me, if I'm the coach, Flory would be my number one goaltender. And, and, and until he gave that up, then I would consider Flanner. I, I was never into the rotation. I was never into Leonard being the starter. For me, it was Flurry. I'm now solid in that choice. This is going to be a great week. Dennis Bernstein's going to join us on Sportsbook Radio tomorrow. We're going to have great guests. Steve Carp's coming in studio tomorrow. Uh, I believe Ken Bolke's coming in Wednesday. We'll boomerang back with guys like Dennis. We'll certainly be touching in with Pat Micheletti. And 
on Sportsbook Radio as well. Lots of guests from around the NHL. We'll reach out. We'll track down Mike Carrington, find out what's going on on the Eichel front there. So a lot of hockey, not only on Vegas Hockey, but on the two hours of Sportsbook Radio on Sirius 204 and the Sports Grid Radio Network. It doesn't get better than this. It's date night for me, buddy. Cool. She's glued. She loves the playoffs. And she'll watch hockey. I'm walking out the door. Hockey tonight? She goes, yep. I mean, we're going to watch them all. It's that good. It's I mean, the, the Stanley Cup is that good. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm happy for you, my man. I, I got a call from a girl this morning in, in Cali. So we're, we're both doing pretty good. Is she going to watch the hockey game with you over no, the phone? No, she's not going to watch the hockey game with me over the phone. It's just nice to hear her voice. I'm glad. Thank you. All right. So apparently she's following Stevie, and you can follow him at Stevie <laughs> Slapshot on Twitter. Follow me at Brian Blessing. TC Ballpark coming up next. Don't forget Adam S. Cutner when they're on the power play. Right? On Twitter, you get a chance to win ducats to a future Golden Knights game. You got the hat trick special at John Smith Subs. Walk in, say hat trick special on a game day, 20% off a sub, fries, and a drink. And the wheel, terrible herb. Spin that wheel for the VGK game day giveaway, the $1,000 prize package, which has been an incredible promotion all year long. All right, we're going to play it back again tomorrow, folks. Have a great day.